0: You definitely can be very, very creepy and retarding. And the goal is not to be a creeper.
1: Coming to you in your speakers from Dubai to all around the globe. This is James Reynolds Traffic Jam Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. What's up there, listener? Welcome back to Traffic Jam. This is episode 64 of the podcast show that teaches you how to get more traffic and build a super profitable audience online. I'm your host, James Reynolds, and today we're talking not just about how to get traffic to your website, but how to get it coming back. In just a moment, we'll be joined by Chris Evans, who's a retargeting expert So if you've ever wanted to know how to follow up your prospects with branded advertising for your business as they browse around the internet, then today's session is for you. But before we get to the interview with Chris, I want to tell you about our website analysis reports, which are available at veravo.com. My team and I will put your site through a thorough 30 point audit And tell you how it's performing both for search engine optimization, usability, and how it compares to other websites in terms of its traffic, volume, and performance. If you want to get your website analyzed, head on over to veravo.com, press the Analyze My Website button, which you'll find in the top right corner of the site. Enter the web address you want us to analyze, the email address you'd like us to send the report to. And then my team will put together a thorough 30 point check of your website and rush it right over to you within a couple of days. So to get your own report, go to veravo.com The Traffic Jam podcast with James Reynolds. So before I invite Chris onto the mic, let me give him a brief introduction. He is the president and owner of Online Profit Strategies, which is a marketing agency based out of Charlotte, North Carolina in the USA. His agency focuses on lead generation, lead capture, sales funnel development, Facebook ads, as well as retargeting, which of course is the topic of today's interview. He's consulted for Fortune 500 companies. He's spoken at several marketing conferences and he's the publisher of his own retargeting course. So on that note, let's welcome to Traffic Jam, Chris Evans from Online Profit Strategies. So welcome back, listener. This is the interview section of Traffic Jam 64. And today we're joined by Chris Evans for a discussion all about retargeting. Chris, how are you doing?
0: I am doing fantastic. How are you?
1: I'm doing very good. I'm super glad that we've got this session together. I'm going to dive straight into the content. There's no fluff around here. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a pretty advanced audience. I think most people listening in will have experience retargeting in some way, shape or form. But I'm kind of curious, as a retargeting expert, do you have a metaphor or kind of your own way of describing what retargeting is?
0: Um, I think, yeah, to to put it really plain and and simply is retargeting really is a second chance. It's a second chance to get a lead. It's a second chance to get a purchase conversion. So, um, you know, it's it's a wonderful thing. So I'm really excited to be here and, and talking about this.
1: Cool. Well, this is going to be fun. Now, it's not a new topic. We've certainly discussed it a fair amount on this show. And in fact, we had Mike Rhodes on the show Traffic Jam 59, where he was saying that retargeting, in his mind, via Google AdWords, is probably the most profitable campaign that you can ever run through the platform. Now, cure to know do you agree with him? And if you do, do you have any numbers that might back a claim like that up?
0: Yeah, I would. Um, I would definitely have to agree with Mike. Mike is uh, definitely a very smart guy, so um, pretty much used to l- listen to mo- at least most things that he says. But, yeah, for the retargeting campaigns that, that we run, um, we do a lot on Google, just like Mike, on YouTube, and then a tremendous amount on Facebook as well. And our numbers, I mean, they can be almost Unbelievable. Um, I mean, the ROI we can, we get could be 500%, 1000%. Um, you know, compared to just the front end traffic side. So, you know, the whole idea of, of remarketing, uh, retargeting is it's, it's a whole process of building rapport, building trust and building that, that brand recognition with people. So, you know, once they kind of go through that process of initially seeing your brand or initially seeing your offer, maybe they're not willing to make that that commitment or that decision yet. So, you know, retargeting really is that opportunity for you to continue to persuade um, and really build a case for why somebody should either opt in for your offer or purchase your product.
1: How do you think it's changed our approach to marketing? I mean, if we sort of think back I don't know, perhaps five years where everyone was kind of bashing, you know, prospects and visitors over the head, slamming them into squeeze pages, really like screwing them to get their email list because they realized that if they left the site, there's probably a chance that they'd never actually get contact with that visitor again. How has retargeting kind of changed our approach perhaps to how we deal with traffic in the first instance to a site?
0: Well, I think one thing it's it's not you know it helps companies not be so douchey if you will you know kind of what you're talking about but here's the, the 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 thing is consumers um and even business owners if you're in the b2b business they're becoming more sophisticated every single day so you know all the tricks and the trickery and all the things that marketers come up with um to to try to get somebody to to make a decision as consumers and business owners are seeing this stuff their sophistication level is is basically climbing. And so they're just a little bit more numb to the trickery that's out there. So what's happening is we now are forced as marketers or business owners trying to get our products and services out there, we are forced to bring more quality to the market, right? So what we have to do is whether it's content or we're showing case studies or whatever it might be, so in my mind, in my eyes, retargeting is gives us the, the ability to present that case to our prospects, right? So if, you know, I have clients who, Bill and Susie, and they've you know, accomplished great things through my products and services, you know, if John hit my site, he didn't purchase my products, well, guess what? Now I can run a case study of Bill and Susie and the great things that they were able to accomplish, uh, through my product or service. So it gives us the ability to do that and really kind of meet them where they're at with their sophistication level, as opposed to just some really cheesy looking squeeze page with hyped up copy. Mm. Right. So, so that's why I'm just, you know, I'm a huge uh, proponent of retargeting.
1: And where do you think consumers are at in terms of their sophistication? Because I guess most now are probably even aware that they're being retargeted too. It's not so Mm -hmm. new now that you know people just think, "Wow, this brand's you know super prominent out there in the marketplace. I'm seeing them everywhere." Is that a problem for us marketers? And and if so, is there really any sort of pitfalls that we should look out for when you know constructing our campaigns with that in mind?
0: Yeah. I mean, you definitely can be very, very creepy and retargeting and the the goal, the goal is not to be a creeper. Um, And that's why it's important to have frequency levels um, and caps on, on your retargeting. So if you're retargeting somebody, you're not hitting them, you know, 25 times a day with your ads, you know, maybe it's one, two, or maybe a max of three times in a day where your ad or your, your video ad is, is displayed to them. Um, But Consumers, for the most part, they're, they have an awareness of it because they've experienced, but they don't know how to, you know, really identify it or, or know what to call it. You know, many people in my experience just, um, they think that, that companies are really smart. Some of them are just, uh, by their personality might be a little bit creeped out, but the percentage is, is pretty low. Um, and the people who don't really mind, um, from, from studies that I've read, it's, it's above 50% people who don't care about retargeting, they're they're absolutely fine with it.
1: Well, I'd like to move forward in a moment, talk about perhaps some of the more advanced things that we can do with retargeting, perhaps some of the more sort of creative campaigns, things like case studies that you mentioned. But I think it'd be worth kind of drawing a little bit of a line in the sand to start with and talk about where we should get started if we haven't got a retargeting campaign in play already. What do you recommend to your own students as kind of like the first campaign or the first step they should take with it?
0: So, yes, that's a fantastic question. And one thing, no matter what, it's it's like everybody knows that you should have an email list, right? So if you think about retargeting, it's the same thing you're basically building a list of people who most likely have just hit your website. I mean, there's other forms of retargeting that we could possibly talk about, but it's all about building audiences of people who hit your website. So essentially you pick your your uh, vehicle retargeting, whether you're using the Google platform or Facebook or probably the two main ones, you, you uh, grab your script from one of those platforms, drop it, the very least, just drop it on your homepage and start to build an audience of people who are coming to your side because essentially those are are people who have raised their hand and, and shown some kind of interest you know on some kind of level so that would be that would be step 1 and then once you decide hey what's the message that I'm going to you know put out to these people then you you'll by that time you'll have an audience that you can actually retarget to and once you get into it you know and you want to get a little bit more advanced then you can really start segmenting, um, you know, based on the different pages and the call to actions that you have going on.
1: So what do you recommend for like a basic campaign? Just lead with a sort of generic branding message? Would it be a testimonial campaign? What's, I mean, what's sort of typically the best one to, you know, just go with a broad sort of message to kind of all website visitors?
0: Yeah. um, You know, I think it really can depends. But for me, what I'm always try to, to encourage my clients with is building their email lists. So whether they have an offer, you know, on their homepage or a certain landing page, it's all about trying to get people back to opt into that. Because that to me is one of the most important uh, pieces of your business, you know, and the most valuable assets to your business is having that email list. So, um, you know, whether it's like just to fill out an application for a consultation or a free video download or whatever it might be always trying to push people back to, uh, that offer. So they opt in. So I would run an ad, you know, saying, Hey, grab this free report, you know, how to build a, a basket underwater in you know, 10 minutes. So whatever, whatever your offer might be. Um, uh, and then the other part of that too is I think it's important as well if you can and legitimately do it is build scarcity into your offer. Um, which I think a lot of people don't, uh, put in their retargeting campaigns, but it's extremely, extremely effective.
1: Mm, Yeah, nice advice. I mean, I like that concept for the sort of basis of it's kind of like list insurance too, right? If you can get people on your email list and you can be retargeting to them and then potentially across multiple platforms, which I guess we'll speak about in a minute, that really is the best way to go. So let's assume for a second that we've got a broad campaign in play. We're probably targeting all website visitors. We're driving our prospects back to some form of offer where hopefully we're getting them to sort of subscribe onto our email list. What's the next step? Where do we take our campaigns from here to really push it up to the next level?
0: Yeah, so um, a lot of what we do is we build our evergreen funnels. So it's, you know, a lot of automation. So what we do is we have timed sequences um, and a funnel might be uh, 14 days for a front-end offer. And what we're doing is we use different plugins and stuff. And this is a little bit more on the advanced side. Um, but we use plugins to where it actually will remove um, the offer based on when they hit that page. So, you know, what we'll do is we'll build an audience for, let's say our funnel is 14 days. We'll, be, we'll build 14 different audiences. And um, essentially every single day will drop one of those, those days. So um, they might see an ad on day one saying, Hey, you know, we got this product It's for sale, you know, it's only for 14 days. Right. And then, and this is kind of like another topic that we can talk about, creating burn lists to where when somebody hits day uh, seven, all the other days are, are burnt off. So they're removed from those lists. So then they, they might see an ad on day seven saying, Hey, you only have seven days left to purchase this product. Right. And then on day 14, they won't see any other ads. But the only ad they'll see is, hey, today is the last day to purchase this product. And this is something that's very, very effective that most people don't implement into the retargeting because it is a little bit more advanced. And, um, you know, utilizing some different plugins out there that can actually remove remove the sales page based on when they hit um, can be very effective because we know that true scarcity is a powerful method of persuasion so if you can implement that into your retargeting strategy um man it's it's super powerful so um yeah that's that's a a top-notch strategy that pretty much anybody can use
1: and i guess something like that would be very good for an e-commerce Type business, perhaps kind of like a second chance offer. If you didn't bite at this price, well, hey, if you take us up within the next 14 days, you can get it at 25% off or that type of thing. Knowing that first time round it wasn't appealing, maybe if you adjust the pricing, if that was the reason they didn't go ahead the first time, you could get a bite the second time round. Yeah. So outside of sort of scarcity, which I can see would be very powerful, especially to an engaged audience that have already visited your site. What other things can we be doing to sort of really maximize results with this stuff?
0: Well, yeah, definitely the branding, Um, you know, just having your logo, you know, in front of people is really important. I think, too, we are being forced because, again, of, of the sophistication level of people out there you know, to build that rapport. So running branding campaigns to where, you know, you don't have any really copy on there, but you're basically just have a really nice image, a really nice ad um, that you're just running once a day. And they just, you know, they see your logo, they see your brand and that's it, right? Because the more and more they see it, the more and more they become comfortable with it, um, you know, and subconsciously they, you know, that trust is built. So that's, that's one thing. The case studies are extremely important. Um, Again, you know, with, Helping somebody make that decision of okay, if my peers are purchasing that product or off, you know, opting in, then hey, it must be a good thing. So this is where you can start utilizing YouTube uh, retargeting. Yeah, you know, which is uh, uh, man, it's for me a video is is probably the most powerful communication modality um, vehicle out there because you know, we're vocal right now, uh, but if you're able to see me, you can see my mannerisms and my emotions. Um, and that's one thing that's really powerful about video. And here's the great thing. Most people are not using video in their marketing, uh, let alone in their retargeting. So if you can get a case study one-on-one with uh, some clients or customers, you know, them uh, providing a real testimony on video, or even if it's like a screen share, you know, even that uh, can be powerful because just think about the amount of uh, video that is consumed online today. Um, and it's on pretty much every platform where, where YouTube is, you know, YouTube videos are on Facebook they're on blogs or obviously, you know, when people search for, you know, YouTube videos online or, or certain things online. So when somebody pops up that YouTube video and they're on your retargeting list, well, guess what? You can run a commercial right before that video with a call to action. And it's, it's pretty inexpensive. So, You know, those are some other things that people can do with with retargeting as well.
1: Those are neat, and I think video is something I'm sure many of our listeners won't have explored yet. I'm sure there's a big camp that have been retargeting via display. There's probably a few people that have also experimented going onto social and perhaps advertising on Facebook. But video is perhaps something you see less often. Where do you actually set this up? Is it via the Google AdWords platform, or is it somewhere else?
0: Yeah. So it's, it's uh, two parts. Um, you put your videos on YouTube and then you connect your YouTube account with your AdWords. And once you're, you set up your campaign, it just gives you the option, you know, what video you want to select. So you, you can get pretty granular um, w- on the YouTube Google platform. Um, you know, if for the for the guys out there who are a little bit more advanced, um, you know, you can you can basically set up audiences via Google Analytics uh based on certain goals and stuff that that you have set up. So it's uh it, yeah it's it's really really powerful. Um but it's you know as difficult as the AdWords platform can sometimes seem, you know, and I think it can scare people away because it's pretty intense um to actually set up the retargeting is is really not that difficult as all at all. And here's the thing about video a lot of you know in the past I think people have been afraid of video but you know now is the best time to do video, and it's it's extremely easy, whether you do you know what's called you know people call a VSL or you know kind of like a just a walkthrough video, or you just get out your iPhone and and you know have somebody record it. Any way you choose, uh, you know video is extremely powerful and definitely should be leveraged because you know a lot of people and businesses just aren't willing to take that extra step. So for you to be able to get ahead of your competition that way, um, is very powerful.
1: I'm glad that you touched on briefly platforms because I'm sure it's a question you get asked a lot, you know, which is better AdRoll, perfect audience, Google AdWords or whatever else. So I'm guessing you'll probably have an answer for this question. So yeah. in your opinion, what is the best platform to be using and why?
0: Yeah. So back in the day, I was a huge, huge fan of perfect audience. Um, when they first started out, but, you know, as they've grown and they've been bought out, I'm not such a big fan. One of the reasons why is because they don't allow you to put a cap on your impressions. It's basically based on their algorithm. So, um, I, I definitely lend, uh, towards preferencing Facebook for sure. Um, especially when you're running traffic from Facebook, um, is, is very powerful. And then Google, uh, the Google platform is just such a a giant and you know it's you almost don't need to be anywhere else but here's the thing i want to kind of throw in there i think what you're going to see here in the future is a big shift in in how this is all done as these big giants you know especially in the social world are are taking over other platforms you're going to see this cross-pollination of platforms become um you know right now it's a little bit difficult to to retarget somebody who maybe hit your site via mobile, and now they're on the desktop. But what's gonna happen is these platforms are go- going to change the way they're building audiences. So for, fa- for example, Facebook, uh, it won't be based on a script, it'll be based on somebody's account ID, right? So if somebody hits your site via mobile, um, you know, from the Facebook platform, you will be able to accurately target that person you know, towards their desktop or vice versa. So this is something for people to really consider and look towards, you know, in the future um, with retargeting and why they should start now as well.
1: And is there any pitfalls and and problems to look out for, at least in the current scenario where we're perhaps working sort of cross-platform? You know, maybe we're you know, using AdWords for YouTube and maybe we're using Facebook Exchange or I don't know AdRoll for Facebook. Do we have any challenges there based on, you know, we might have huge amount of ads appearing and then there's no audience cap. I mean, what do we need to be sort of aware of in that regard?
0: Well, the really important thing is to make sure, and it's really vital that you create what's called a burn list. So if somebody opts into your offer or they purchase your product, you want to remove them from the audience that they're being retargeted on. Because, I mean, it just it's not very professional. You know, if, if somebody purchases your products and they, they opt in, and you're still pushing that, you know, that ad to them, you know, you need to be more advanced uh, and high level and put them in some other kind of audience, uh, maybe as you're offering them a different product or service. Uh, so that's one thing that is extremely important, um, is to make sure that you have that burn list created. Essentially, what you're doing is you're dropping that same audience pixel on the the thank you page so when they land there they can be removed from the audience that you had that you're marketing to them you know for that initial offer or product um, the other thing too is just make sure that you are offering high quality um, you know again it's when you're looking at sophistication and the competition out there uh, it's time to up your game and I think especially I'm going to kind of speak to the IM community here, uh, which I imagine that you have a good amount of listeners from. Um, you know, it just doesn't suffice to have just a, a really crappy looking uh, brand and, and, and junky looking uh, image anymore. You know, I think it's really time for us in the community um, and beyond to really put thought into the, the message in the brand um, you know, and and how we want to be perceived in the marketplace, I think is really, really going to be important, especially going forward, uh, because people just don't believe the hype and the crap like they used to.
1: Yeah, totally. Well, let's leave things on a few action steps, Chris, for those sort of looking to get started with retargeting haven't done so already, what one or two things could they be doing as a result of this uh, conversation?
0: Yeah. So one would look from where your traffic is coming from. Uh, if you're running Facebook ads, absolutely have a Facebook audience pixel. Don't overthink it. Just drop the script on your pages. It's really easy to set up the audience, you know, in the Facebook um, ad center. And then also just get your, your, uh, your script from Google, just get these, these scripts dropped and at least build an audience for your homepage. Um, and You know, if nothing else, start running a brand campaign, you know, to where your brand is just displaying one or two or three times a day. And then beyond that, I really want to challenge people to go out there and look at creating a video and and put it to market. Just try and test it with whatever your product and service is to get your your video in front of the people who have hit your site, your offer or, you know, product page.
1: Excellent. Well, I know, Chris, that you actually teach this stuff and are in the process right now of putting a course together, which will dive a lot more deeply into retargeting. Where can our listeners find out a bit more about that?
0: Yeah, so right now, um, the the course is just I'm finishing the final touches, but it's Retargeting.com And I go into great detail on all this stuff. And, uh, you know, I've done an extreme amount of research and, and actually implementation on retargeting and i think i could say with a lot of confidence that there's not a course that covers retargeting in the subject of retargeting like like i love retargeting so it'll be it'll be a great course for people who want to jump in
1: pretty self-explanatory as well i think it also uh, very much tells people about your belief in retargeting as well right yeah
0: yeah it's easy to remember so
1: Absolutely. Well, I'm sure the listener, you can remember exactly what that URL is. It's iloveretargeting.com. But if for any reason you can't, head on over to trafficjamcast.com forward slash 64, where there will be a direct link to Chris's website, plus some of the other resources mentioned in today's show as well. So that's trafficjamcast.com forward slash 64. Well, awesome, Chris. I think we'll wrap things up there. Thanks so much for coming on the course. It's been an absolute blast and uh, who knows, maybe we can get another opportunity to do it all again.
0: Would love to, man. I really appreciate the time.
1: Thank you to Chris Evans from iloveretargeting.com. Now, you can find out more about retargeting by going to trafficjamcast.com forward slash 64, where you'll find a special retargeting guide and, of course, the full transcript of today's session and a downloadable MP3 as well. And whilst you're on the episode page, why don't you join in on the discussion for this show too? Also, if you've not done so already, make sure that you're subscribed via iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. For iTunes, go to trafficjamcast.com forward slash iTunes. And for Stitcher, go to trafficjamcast.com forward slash Stitcher. Now, of course, we end the show with the Traffic Jam. It's a musical track chosen by our episode guest. Chris Evans has gone for a classic. It's a frank sinatra track and it's fly me to the moon so enjoy this one and i'll see you back here for another episode real soon
2: fly me to the moon let me play among the stars let me see what spring is like on jupiter and mars in other words In other words, please be true In other words you are all i long for all i worship and adore in other words
1: Traffic Jam Podcast with James Reynolds. To know more about this program and to subscribe for future episodes, check out the website trafficjamcast.com.